You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, Ulysses, the Rays have now won three in a row. They gave the Atlanta Braves a taste of their own medicine uh, from the from when the Braves scored like 14 runs against the Mets on Sunday night. Uh, five home runs in a 14-5 victory. This is without Austin Meadows, mind you. Austin Meadows has not been in the lineup this season. Man, that was a fun, fun, exciting game, and... I think this team's for real. I think the Rays are for real. You're muted. Do you like those games? Do you like the 14 to 5, you know, the the, the football type games scoring? Uh, are you a fan of that? Obviously, you know, when they win. Uh, yeah, it's got to be when the Rays win. If, if the Rays are scoring 14, I've got absolutely no problem with that. Run it up, baby. Run it up. I'm totally you- cool with that. You don't uh, find yourself getting a little bit less concentrating on the game. Like you feel like a little bit more at ease. You start to maybe eat more popcorn, you know. Yeah, I maybe maybe wind down a little bit knowing that, okay, the Rays have such a big lead here that you would think they're going to be able to close it out. But then, of course, when they put Jalen Beeks on the mound, it makes you sort of think (laughs) twice and you're like, okay, who knows? Maybe the Braves make it a ball game. But yeah, I do tend to tune out a little bit more but that's fine if the Rays are on the winning end of that okay if, if you make me tune out after four or five innings and I can I can go about the rest of my day knowing that the Rays have a victory in in, in their pocket I I'll be on board with that every day of the week same I, I I'll take those wins every day but it does seem to me like there's a different feeling of of, of victory when you win three zero mm-hmm. there was a man on uh, or a five to one game, and maybe you got two people on in the eighth, one in the ninth. You know, there's a different feel of adrenaline as a fan yeah. that comes, you know, with that victory. But hey, I'll take a fourteen to five for whatever it was uh, when, when when it happens. I mean, you get to see bombs if you're mm-hmm. watching fourteen runs, and and we saw bombs on bombs. Your boy Renfro got two. I, I was waiting for when you were going to mention that. You, you went through this little preamble here. Let's get to Hunter Renfro, shall we? Not okay. just one home run, but two home runs. He uh, he flexed yesterday. He was like, "Okay, this is why you don't call me slap. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is I got I got I got some pop. Wendell got pop. Your boy Zunino got pop. My boy Cafecito got yes. pop. I mean, it was just beautiful. It was it was beautiful, and I got to tell you, Ulysses. I know it's still very early on in the season, but my Renfro prop bet of actually double prop bet of being newcomer of the year for the Rays 
and okay. having a higher war than Tommy Pham this season, it's looking pretty good right now because I looked up Tommy Pham's stats. He is batting, drum roll please, 154 with no home runs and one RBI. I'm telling you, he, here's the thing, what I really like about Renfro, he also made a great play in foul territory too. Um, he's got a smooth, compact swing, not a lot of herky-jerky motion in the lower half. He, he's like a golfer where he just stays balanced throughout and he, he uses his leverage. He uses his power. And when he gets a hold of one, I think he hit a slot. I mean, one of those one of those balls was off speed and he just absolutely mashed it out of the park. So I, I agree. I agree. I think he, he I, I like his stance. His stance has power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice. But because it says that, I, I feel like he has that Will Myers, BJ Upton syndrome. Right. Where you put a breaking ball down and away and there and Hunter's going to go fishing every time. He's right. Go yeah. fishing every time. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah, that's what it looked like the first three days. So he was just going on an expedition mm-hmm. down and away all the time. But no, whatever. I'm not going to talk about how bad Hunter Renfro was. The first yes. Yes. Let's talk about how good he looked last night. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, everybody in the starting lineup got on base and also scored at least a run. I mean, can you say production? Mm-hmm. KK even going the other way. How about that? My goodness. And he, he went the other way and got a grounder to second, so he did it all. That's the thing. You know who has a little bit of the, the grounder to second syndrome I'm noticing? Who? Yoshi Satsugo. He's got a little bit of that in him. Oh, but He's at least he hustles. I like that. He 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 doesn't you know oh he doesn't poppy it oh, I'm a big guy yes. so I don't have to run it he's made uh, the the throws to first a little bit uh, close mm-hmm. which I appreciate yeah. but yes that might we we might be seeing that grounder to second and, and I think the other thing we're learning offensively is that um, I, I don't know if Brandon Lau can have a game where he doesn't get an extra base hit like I, I'm almost just gonna lock it in he's gonna get a double or a triple or maybe even a home run in the game. I know it's four games, but his OPS is at fifteen sixty three. I'll take it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, batting five hundred. I'll take it. Yeah, adult oh. softball numbers right there. Yeah. So the Rays it. had an eight run fourth inning, which I think was the most runs for a single inning in like five years since October of twenty fifteen or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Fultonowitz was just pitching batting practice. He was actually DFA'd. After the yeah, game, I was yeah. just about to say Mike Fulty. Basically, I mean, the race just said, "Sorry, but uh, we're gonna do this to you." And <laughs> and Snitker after the game was like, "Yeah, he just doesn't didn't have it." DFA though, like he's a yeah, young pitcher. I know he's been on the league the for about four years, I think five years. But there's what some... are the last things that ha- that have happened to him on, on the mound. Mm-hmm. You look at Game Five of the NLDS. That first inning was horrible. You look at his starts in uh, in 2020, maybe the summer camp. I don't know much about what happened in Braves camp, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't that great for Fulty either. So DFA'd real you quick. You know, that the Braves starting rotation have guys going down with Fulty. You had Cole Hamels, Felix Hernandez. Like, they're starting mm-hmm. to run out of guys there. And Fulty just looks like he's lost a ton of weight. I don't know what's going on skinny. with him. A ton yeah. of weight from when he was his dominant self. And, of course, he lost – Quite a bit of velocity there, too. Um, speaking of pitching, at least on the race side, 19 strikeouts. Tyler Glass now, Diego Castillo, 
Jalen Beeks, Jose Alvarado. Give me more of that. Give me more oh, glass man. now. Nine strikeouts and in four innings pitch. He's got the confidence to throw a curveball in a 3-2 count. Uh, I, you, know, I, you know what? I think our prediction that Glassnell is going to be good this year uh, is going to hold true for the entirety of the season. He looked so, so good. It was really exciting to see him kind of actually go, you know, up as the innings went by. The first, second, he there was there was quality in there, mm-hmm. but he was getting into bad counts and, and, and not really that efficient. But in the third, I think he used only eight pitches. In the fourth, he looked fantastic. It was really, really encouraging to see only one hit, and it was a home run, yeah. nine strikeouts in four innings. I mean, he looked like a Cy Young kind of guy. He did. Technically, the, the Rays made a comeback. It was a comeback victory, come from behind, because yeah. they were down 1-0, and it <laughs> yeah. ended up being 14-5. Uh, to uh, You could hear uh, Glasnell's F-bombs pretty visibly after yeah. he gave up that home run, and I think whenever he walked a guy – as well. Um, you know, I don't want to get into this, but again, Glass now throwing 72 pitches after having COVID-19. Blake Snell uh, only able to go two innings, 46 pitches, not having COVID-19. I'm just going to say somebody seemed to be preparing during the layoff and somebody seemed to have not quite been preparing during the layoff. But I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. So No, I mean, I think there's something to it. Maybe there's nothing. Maybe they told explicitly, hey, Blake, don't do anything until we call you. Yeah. But that seems kind of odd that a team would say that. Mm-hmm. A team would kind of say, hey, just get your arm kind of you know, yeah. prepped up. I mean, they didn't say that to Tyler, and Tyler was out way more time than Blake was last year. Right. Um, the thing I noticed, Diego Castillo coming off the paternity list, dealing, <laughs> throwing strikes, um, both his pitches were in the zone, sinker, slider. Same thing for yeah. Jose Alvarado. I mean, the thing, the, the big thing for them was, yeah, the velocity seemed a little bit down, but they had more control. So I don't know if that's something that they're Will trying to do. That? Okay, don't have to ramp it up to 99. You can still get the ball by a hitter with 96 and just put it in the right spot. If 97 has that tail on Alvarado's uh-huh. sinker, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, matter if it, it, it matters if it's 100 or 97. Now, I did have a, a um, kind of a, a conflict of interest here when Alvarado got on the mound because the Rays, as you know, were tied to their old franchise record of 18, and Alvarado mm-hmm. comes on the mound, and he allows, uh, by air, Wendell get, uh, allows a grounder to get past him. And then Austin Riley gets up to the plate and he grounds into a force out. But as the play is developing, I kind of got some anxiousness of, of wanting to see the record being broken. So I kind of made that double play not happen because I was like, no, let it happen. Oh, man. I need him to have a couple more uh, opportunities for that record to happen. And, you know, so there's only a force out, no double play being made. And on the next man. Alvarado gets his strikeout and and the and the race get that new stri- uh, you know strikeout record. So I'm glad that my mm, voodoo your your mojo way. worked that yeah. time. Hey, you know who contributed to those 19 strikeouts? Jalen Beeks with seven Ks in three innings. And I will tell you, don't look if you didn't watch the game, don't look at the final stat line and be like, oh, he was he wasn't that great. He got screwed in this game. He got screwed because he had yeah. struck out Acuna. Then he reaches on a wild pitch because Zanino couldn't handle the ball or whatever. And then Biggs sets up a, a tailor-made double play that Adamas can't handle. That would have ended the inning. Next batter, Matt Adams, hits a three-run home run. Like, and, and because it's uh, a wild pitch instead of a pass ball, 
those runs all are going yeah. into his record. So mm-hmm. not a great um, day for, for, for Beeks stat-wise, but I think he had good stuff. I, I think I liked what, yeah. what I saw. For, for Jalen Beeks, it was good. Yeah, some movement on yeah. the changeup, things like that. Uh, I, I'll tell you, though, if the Rays hadn't scored like another two runs like they did, I think, in the bottom of that sixth inning, I don't know if Beeks comes back out. I think right. Cash probably... No pulls things in okay <laughs> this is some bad mojo here we know with Jalen Beeks anything can happen this is a powerful yeah. lineup let's move on to the next guy but luckily the the Rays padded to their lead again I've, I've said before the rule is like unless you're up by a half dozen runs don't bring Jalen Beeks in or down by a half dozen runs maybe you know and the game's out of out of contention if we were to rank the top the bottom three pitchers I think in my opinion is Kittrich Beeks um and, and, and Richards Richards looks really good. Kittredge mm-hmm. looks just like he always has. And Beeks right. had a so-so evening. Right now, I would put Beeks at the bottom of that pitching. How does your bottom three line up? Okay, that's good. I'd probably put maybe Richards, number one, then okay. Beeks, and then Kittredge. Okay, we, we flip them. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think Richards, he's such a good change of pace guy, especially like coming in after Blake Snell or somebody like that. But I still good. think, for the most part, he really should only be a one-time-through-the-order type guy before opposing teams start to figure him out a little bit. So, um, okay, again, the Rays tonight going for their fourth win in a row. We'll discuss that. Also, COVID-19 has hit the Miami Marlins. How concerned should we be for baseball's future this year? We'll discuss. But first... It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBD. Well, Ulysses, in between uh, talking about a uh, Rays series victory over the Blue Jays on Monday, news broke out that 11 players on the Miami Marlins and two of their coaches tested positive for COVID-19 over the weekend. And later on that day, Miami's home opener against the Orioles and the Phillies home game versus the Yankees were postponed uh, as a precautionary measure. So this is a major, major outbreak uh, that seemingly MLB didn't really think about or consider when they were doing their 101-page health and safety protocol. How do we deal with this if a dozen players and coaches get this thing? And how do we keep it from spreading to 
uh, every other team like wildfire. So, um, you know, it, it kind of, for me, puts a damper on things because the Rays are, they're doing so well. It's great to have baseball back. It's exciting. I'm now not bored in the afternoon and evening uh, on my weekdays and weekends. Um, and then this news breaks and it's like this, this COVID-19 thing is still very real and could pose a very real risk to the 2020 season. It seems as though MLB was caught with their pants down. Yeah. And that's not how it should look, at least in the optics. Let's say that they had a plan in, in place. You should also have a marketing place, a PR place mm-hmm. uh, in, put in place that, that you know makes it known to people, the fans, the players, and everybody that – the shareholders, everybody that needs to care about the sport say – hey, everything's under control. We already knew that this would happen, that this could happen, and these are the steps that we're taking. It didn't seem like that. Yeah. It seemed like, oh, um, uh, uh, what should we do? Uh, okay, well, I guess we should cancel. Yeah, let, let's postpone that. Should we postpone the Yankees too because they're going to go into the clubhouse where the Marlins were? Um, yeah, right. Well, well we got to have the Yankees play on Monday night. Well, no, I don't think we can do it. Okay, okay, <laughs> postpone that game. Like, it seemed <laughs> – Right. I think they're playing so, again tonight, right? I mean, uh, I think so. Uh, no game has been postponed for today except for the Marlins, I believe, right? Yeah, I mean, so I think we're the very Phillies early in the morning here. Yeah, I think the Phillies and the Yankees do plan on playing, and then uh, the Marlins would be catching a flight later on this week. So they're, it's just it's, for them, it's almost like a war. Like, hey, next man up. Okay, you're cannon fodder. Uh, army dude. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Let, let's keep going down the line. Let, if we have to reach into the indie ball ranks to, to fill some live bodies, let's go ahead and do that. Because I think at the end of the day, uh, owners and players want their money and they want to complete a season no matter how it happens, no matter how disastrous it is. That's just my feeling. I think that they're going to find a way to get through this. And I know that, you know, a lot of this is obviously very concerning. And I think um, I heard some of the, the scuttlebutt among uh, our locked on MLB uh, co-host and cohorts that like, Hey, just shut it down, shut everything down and cancel the season. Like they were ready to do that. Those guys were ready to do that after like the first day of summer camp, when there was a bunch of positive cases and intake testing. I don't think MLB is going to do that. I think it would have to take something. It would have to like hit, I think a lot more clubhouses because I mean, I think the the directive is we we got to keep playing. We got to keep playing this thing. Uh, as per MLB.com, all games are slated for today. No postponement uh, today on on the website. So the Marlins are playing. Uh, so well, they actually are playing today. It said <laughs> against the Orioles. It says Orioles versus Marlins at seven ten p.m. So okay, as uh, it is right now on the webpage. Now I a hundred and ninety five percent agree with you. MLB will do whatever it takes to complete a season, to complete their playoffs, to get their money. That's what they want. Because ultimately, I think it came to a question of the fandom. Mm -hmm. There's a part of the fandom that does not want to see the season canceled. They want to see baseball. and, And they would be very upset. If they don't get a season, they would stop watching. Then there's the other section of the fandom, which would say... Cancel the season. If you cancel the season, I'm going to be very if, – if you don't cancel the season, I'm going to be very upset throughout mm-hmm. the season. Those two people MLB is looking at and saying, okay, which one is going to stop watching baseball forever? 
And when they looked at it, they're going to be like, well, the people that want us to cancel that season, they're going to be upset, but, and they think they were irresponsible, but they're still going to watch. Right. Yeah. They're still going to watch. Now, the other people that would be upset, let's pander to those people. Let's pander to the people that uh, that want the season, that don't care if you have a 60-man taxi squad, if we're throwing Kevin Weiss playing third base. I'm ready, buddy. I'm ready. Batting fifth, I mean, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they will do literally anything. But there has to be a line. I don't know what that line is. If that, that is line is coronavirus Marlins for six teams, maybe that's their line. For yeah. 10 teams, maybe that's that's their line. Like 30% of the league uh, has Marlins-type outbreaks. We cancel yeah. the season. But they will do everything in their power to get this season completed scabs included they do not care moreover a 16 team playoff they want that playoff right. money in that playoff revenue and that's why i said i i joked but i'm kind of serious at this point like 14 teams go down for the count all right we got 16 let's do a tournament let's do a playoff <laughs> here let's let's get <laughs> things going yeah here's the thing you know this has to be a wake-up call if, if the, the summer camp, all the positive cases, you know, the Rays having half a dozen guys test positive, like an outbreak like this has to be a wake up call for every MLB team, every organization and guys like, like, I think like a Kevin Kiermeyer is taking this too lightly. Like he's seen yeah. like just by his words, his comments, it's like, this should be something where, okay, first of all, there needs to be testing every day. Second of all, you got to do a better job with the social distancing and, okay, I know how weird it is not to spit and do high fives and, right. and sitting right next to each other in the clubhouse, but it shouldn't be all that hard if you really want to complete a season and you actually want to get paid um, a, a, a portion, better a portion than none at all of right. what you're looking to get made. Um, you know, maybe even just, and, and I think that, you know, at least from the race standpoint, you would think that because they have so much to play for and they've got such a good clubhouse that they're not going to let any of their players do anything stupid. Or if they do, they're going to feel the brunt of it um, inside the clubhouse of like, okay, don't go to clubs. Don't go to crowded places. Do what you have to do for these two months. Suck it up and let's, let's get through this season. Whereas a team like, I mean, the Marlins, you got a lot of young players and experience are they really playing for anything this year? Well, Maybe they they're more of, yeah. They haven't been able to play for anything. So they don't yeah. really get what it is to go to the playoffs. The race do. Yeah, they're also young guys. Willie Adamas is a young guy. Okay. Uh, so he's young, but really, he's mature. But he's mature in the, in the fact that MLB has taught him what it's like to, to, to feel that game five pressure. And, and, and he wants to go back out there. And so that is an advantage over the Marlins that the Rays have because they've already played for something. But I I will say a couple of good things. The Rays, the, the pitchers wore distance in the yeah. stands. I liked that. We didn't see that with the Blue Jays mm-hmm. pitchers on Sunday. Did you also, notice, by the way, that uh, the only pitcher that was not wearing a mask was Blake Snell? I did not notice that. Yes. Wow. You're, you're talking about the group that were sitting yeah. Uh, yeah. sort of the right field line there yeah he was the only one there were like six guys out there at least and he was the only one not wearing a mask the cdc has said that uh if you play Fortnite, you don't need to wear a mask i guess so play if you have your own t-shirt line 
Clothing yeah, you don't line. need to. Your agent is Scott Boris, and you have $50 million right. in the bank. You do not need to wear a mask <laughs> for the Rona. Another thing, yeah, the Rona. Uh, another thing is that I saw yesterday was after the elbow taps and the forearms, which, by the way, like, can't we just do toe taps? Like, come on, yeah. we're so close to, you know, if, if you're already, like, conscious about not using your hands, mm-hmm. then let's be conscious about using our feet, okay? But anyway, I digress. I did like that after that, a lot of guys were using hand sanitizer. And it was brought to, to my attention by Dwayne and BA, obviously, because they're awesome. But uh, that's nice to see that they're using that. But again, I think after you see what happens in the Marlins, take that extra precaution. I yes. You don't need to touch that dude's forearm. Touch right. his toes. To, you know, sneaker taps. Let's go. Cleats. Yeah, it, it really shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard after you get used to it after a couple of days. So the million-dollar question, Ulysses, is with this news of the Marlins' widespread outbreak, do you think MLB will actually get through a 60-game season or complete some sort of 2020 season whatsoever? The short answer is yes, but it's okay. not because I think it's going to get better and the protocols are in there in place. I just think that they, they'll do anything, really. I mean, after mm-hmm. seeing Manfred on MLB Network, uh, interviewed by Tom Verducci, you could, you could see that um, <laughs> there's a certain yeah. gall in, from MLB uh, headed, spearheaded by, by Manfred that they will do whatever it takes to get that season. And, I don't, and they don't care yeah. if they're calling up Kevin Weiss, to, again, to, to bat fifth, behind well, Renfro, you know. Yeah, what's funny is that you've got a lot of, like, free agents out there that either got released or had been out of the league for a year or two that are on Twitter like, hey, sign me up. I'm ready. Yeah. Dontrell's like, I can I can ball for a week or two. Yeah, <laughs> there was like a no-name reliever that that was on there. It's, it's crazy. Also, I mean, the players know this is the risk they're taking. They had the option to opt out if yeah. they wanted to. So, And I think a lot yeah. of these players are still even with this outbreak. And a lot of guys having, you know, hearing throughout the clubhouse mild symptoms, they're like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm still playing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm still going to play this season. So, um, okay. Uh, by the way, on Twitter, uh, 36% of our listening contingent said, yes, they'll find a way to complete the season. 64% uh, say no. They think it will get canceled. Okay, looking at tonight's game, 6.40 p.m. start. Love that. It is Yanni Torinos going up against Kyle Wright, who has a 7.71. ERA in 11 career big league games. Man, Yanni Chirinos uh, seems like the forgotten man here. We haven't been talking about uh, uh, Yanni Chirinos a lot. Of course, he missed three weeks of summer camp due to COVID-19. I know he is your boy, Ulysses. Um, let's remember, he he was really good last season, assumed a starting role, had seven straight quality starts. Um, he worked, what, four innings in a simulated game not too long ago. Uh, right. I, I'll just say this. I, I like the Rays pitching matchup for tonight's game. I think when uh, a lot of Rays fans and um, obviously the mainstream media talk about the Rays, Yanni mm-hmm. Torinos and Ryan Yarbrough are the forgotten men. Right. <laughs> and they shouldn't be. They they make the number four and five spot in that rotation look quality. I mean, I think y- Yanni and, and Yarbrough could be number threes yeah. in a lot of rotations. So it's good to see him uh, be available for the first time around. Uh, it'll be good to see how, how much stamina he's got. Hopefully he gives us a, a Yarbrough glass now performance to, to enjoy today at 6.40 p.m., which I love that new yes. start time. It gets me to bed earlier. 
Um, make it earlier. I'm, I'm going to call Sternberg up after the show. Yeah. Hey, make it 610. Let's get 6, this 10. thing rolling. No, right after Hold work. It. Let's do 5 p.m. 5, 10 p.m. Let's go. I let's would love get it. it done. I would love it. Why not? But no, let's let's, let's hope uh, some good uh, production from yeah. from from the boys in the lineup. Maybe that, that they're not so uh, offense hang uh, hung over, but um, mm-hmm. we'll see. Good game today. Another forgotten man, real quickly. Uh, did you notice? I could be dead wrong on this, but did I see Brendan McKay working out on an elliptical machine during the Rays game yesterday? I think that was him. I could be wrong I'm, though. I must have missed it, but I mean, Meadows is cleared. We don't know how long it'll take for him to be on the lineup, but he has yeah. been cleared, and he is in Port Charlotte with your boy D Rob. I'm uh, yeah, D Rob, your your boy getting uh, uh, not designated for assignment, but you know, sent sent down, if you will. I, hey, we don't need to. If, if you score 14 runs in a game without Meadows, you do not need to rush him back, especially with all these guys throughout baseball getting tissue issues and pulled pulled hamstrings like. Bo Bichette missed a game yesterday because of a leg strain. Uh, Randall Grichuk, uh Sunday's game had to had to leave. Like, let, hey, get your conditioning, get your get your cardio yeah. up, take take your, your time because you know what? Yeah. With COVID, if if that were to happen to other teams, and let's say that happens to the race, which would be awful, and we are, do not want that in the race clubhouse, it would be D- Daniel Robertson taking a lot of at bats, guys. Yeah, you do we not want do that. not want to see that. I, I want to see uh, like three or four at bats so I can win my prop bet here of him getting <laughs> you know, batting two fifty for this. That's season, the but. only way. That's the only way you win that prop bet. If Dale Robertson <laughs> sees extended at bats, twenty, fifteen, thirty at bats, uh, you're not yeah. getting that two fifty. Hey, I might even amend that prop bet for you because <laughs> I, I still think you might be able to pull it out. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday.